Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. And welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 26. And uh, talking about my generation. <laughs> You're so <laughs> Do cool. Some generational speak today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm stoked for today. Right. I, <laughs> I, as soon as we got on to the conversation, I realized that you were so stoked about it and i'm excited to see everything that you dove into because i didn't dive into it as much as once we started talking about it last time so i was like okay that's a cool idea and then today i was wondering like okay how's this conversation really going to go because it could go so many different ways and then to jump online with you and have you say like oh no i've really been thinking about it so i'm excited (laughs) to jump into that I have been thinking about it, um, just to let our listeners and now viewers uh, know kind of how this podcast works in general is it's, it's pretty organic, and basically we don't do a lot of prep and pre-planning um, beforehand, and usually it's a couple of days before that we kind of land on a, on a topic, and um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty organic that way. So either um, Mujib has something on his mind, and we'll go in that direction, or I have something on my mind, and, and that's kind of how it works. And so I approached him with this idea of talking about our generation, and uh, and what is that? We are millennials, <laughs> 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 which I'm like, what? We are, mm. um, otherwise known as Gen Y. Mm. And uh, I just thought it'd be really interesting to explore what that means. And uh, Mujib and I were born pretty much one year apart, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're both 1983 babies. It's just he was born at the beginning of 83 and I was born at the the very end of 83. Um, So yeah, I think we can talk, we can speak to our own personal experiences, of course, um, through some of our life milestones and, and, and maybe extrapolate that too, like, in terms of of this generation that um i don't know like millennials are super highly criticized and um it's just really interesting and even if if we feel comfortable with that label how we feel about it do we feel some connection to um gen xers do we feel any connection to gen z (laughs) (laughs) like where you know where do we fit in so i just thought it'd be a a fun conversation yeah i i As you started mentioning the dates at which they start to delineate those generations, um, I was thinking about how much I kind of associate the age at which folks are growing up more than the age at which they were born. So like, Mm. you know, you said that a millennial might go to 1996. um, Whereas like, I I wouldn't have thought that because I think about somebody as being born in 96, interacting so much with like 2006 as they come of age at 10 years old. And so by 2016, they're in a, they're, the way that they're thinking is a little bit different than um, I would think somebody who's born in my generation is, you know what I mean? Just for, in, in, that, in that simple sense. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be, because so much of that is, is basically how I interact with the whole idea around generation. Um, is that I've, because I, growing up, I really only thought about it in terms of like my grandmother, my mother, us as kids. Um, my sister, you know, she's oldest sister. She's born in 77. My brother's Mm -hmm. born in 80. Um, so, you know, my brother's kind of the cusp of the generations as well. Um, and, I think because of that, we all just interacted as if we were the same generation anyway. So um, I'm influenced 
by a lot of what was in my house or what my siblings had access to before I had access to it. Um, and when I think about like somebody who was born in 1990, for instance, um, I don't really see them as being influenced by like the 80s too much because by the time they are even making sense of the world, it's already 2000. And so, right. um, you know, I wonder about that, that sort of, so I'm interested to see what you've, what you've kind of, what you have in mind when it comes to the generations themselves. Yeah, it, it, it is really strange. I've, I've, I've looked into some stuff which really is, it takes some care to separate millennials in particularly to um, Y.1 and Y.2. Um, mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because, um, uh, you know, we were, we were born in the early 80s. We can remember, like, dialing a phone. Like, I had a rotary phone in my house. I don't know if you had a rotary phone. But like, literally. Yeah, for a little while. Um, you know, it wasn't, we, we are sort of bridged this technology gap, like so much was happening, um, as we were coming of age, like when, you know, the internet was really introduced, um, and, and kind of figuring that out for the first time. And so it's just really interesting if, you know, being on this weird generational cusp and like having this memory, like I know when I was coming up, you know, if I wanted to go out with a boy, like I had to call the landline, I had to call the house phone mm-hmm. and likely talk to a gatekeeper, which was apparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, hi, Mrs. So-and-so, can I speak to Daniel? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I can't imagine not having that experience. Like today, you know, you can just like sext with a, somebody and I'm, <laughs> you know we're not that old but there it just kind of like blows my mind sort of the tech the the access that people have to each other mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. technology but I wouldn't trade it for the world like I I mean I remember going to girlfriends houses for sleepovers and you know we'd all have like the phone and you know just kind of the fun of like calling someone's house especially when it came to boys like you know calling a boy's house that you were into mm-hmm. um just all of those moments of adolescence which like you know getting the butterflies you know of just talking on the phone or you know your parents screening your calls and I don't know it's I you know I wouldn't ever not want to have experienced that well yeah yeah I hear that Do you remember that I'm remembering those things as you're talking (laughs) about them you know like the I think that when we've mentioned this idea in the past I've definitely thought about phones particularly like that's kind of how we how we engaged around it very much in the way that you just open the conversation so again i'm excited about where it's going to go but um you know i think about that technology itself the phone but then like you just described all of the other instances that go around it and not having any interaction with that as a technology takes an entire kind of experience out of somebody's reality who wasn't born into that and i'm still kind of at the mentality where i think about that person being so young anyway right i'm like oh you got you're that's such a young person who never had to deal with that tech um but in reality that person is is between 15 and 20 years old now you know what i mean and and like they those those kids never dealt with you know no i can't say never because it's also there's also the interesting reality around where you grew up and, mm-hmm. and how you grew up and what you had access to too because mm-hmm. like you know 
whereas we didn't really have access to cellular phones until we were like late teens Mm -hmm. you know i had friends who had cell phones earlier than that so on and Mm. so forth um and i bet you some people still have weird little dial-up phones just based on their experience with a grandmother or something like Mm. that or like people that are dealing with those old technologies um and so again how an older generation can then influence how somebody's interacting with their with their surroundings and with what they're dealing with um just thinking about like the way that people approach the utilities and things like that you know and and that concept of like you know this these prepaid minutes almost like everything Mm. seemed so much like you're making collect calls and and you're doing all these things in which like the clock is ticking like the Mm. electric bill is running every single second and you spoke about that yourself like with with growing up and being like Mm -hmm. somebody who's always like turning the lights off and telling you like how much power we're using and all these different things and how you know obviously it's still that's still a thing like don't just leave your lights on but at the same time like we're we're not dealing with the same like coming out of the 1980s where every single car weighed four tons and gasoline (laughs) was like sprouting out of every single orifice that that somebody had you know like people were just like wasting resources to the Mm. extent to the extent that like nothing was efficient nothing was you know your refrigerator was like don't leave the door open you're gonna destroy the house you know right right fridges are more efficient than that now like if you leave the door open it will beep at you or like you know (laughs) it'll talk to you (laughs) the light will turn off and you'll notice oh the light turned off i'll close it um whereas like you know me i grew up with a mother in a fridge and a grandmother who grew up with a frigidaire icebox you know what i mean and so like my interaction with the technology even as simple as a refrigerator is different than somebody who was born again in 2000 where yeah where you know you're at that point looking at lg fridges starting to come out and things like that and that's like there was an lg five years before that they didn't exist as like a, a big like technological company or technology yeah technology i guess and you know it, it's definitely interesting i i just i find i just find what's so interesting about folks position kind of in the birth in the early 80s is just this again that the thinking about bridging these gaps like um and how i've sort of defined my own coming of age and another way for that is again and i kind of think of it in terms of like dating relationships and things but like you know making a cd for somebody Mm. um (laughs) you know things like that and maybe now it's the equivalent is maybe like oh i made you a spotify playlist Mm. um which like takes three seconds i don't know right (laughs) like i don't know there's something about yeah, I don't know. Like, there's something about, um, you know, either if you'd made a tape or a CD, like, it took a certain amount of effort, like, mm. a lot, you know, to do to do some of these things. I don't know. I just kind of... Well, everything think, did in that way. Yeah. You had to write letters to people and, and stuff like that. Like, you yeah. know, I don't... I think about that a lot in terms of how we do business and how easy mm-hmm. it is to connect with people. Um you know, like this is, this is futuristic, really, yeah. and only in an imagination, fifty years ago. Um, and like I'm saying, like I'm influenced by people who were living fifty years ago. Right. So, right. It, to me, being born in the '80s, born in '83, um, again, it's like a real serious bridge because yeah. I'm influenced by people for whom this was science fiction, and I'm influencing people for whom. I've always known this was coming. 
right, because right, right. because we were born when we were born, you know, and with a certain awareness for like what was on the way, you know, I guess. And what's interesting, and and I don't I don't know who like who out there decides what what these cutoffs are for generations. Like I don't mm. know who's making these decisions. Right, right, like, right. But I would think that because technology is progressing so exponentially mm-hmm. um that you almost have to shorten the time frame mm-hmm. because otherwise because like ha- having these 20 year time spans almost is like too too big right. because right. even right. within we again speaking about our own generation gen y or millennials i you know i don't necessarily feel like i have a ton in common with a 25 year old Mm-hmm. I, I have some things in common with 25 year olds don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. as a 37 year old with some of the again sort of the experiences I had growing up the things I had access to or didn't have access to and how things were changing is very different um so you know kind of as I was looking at this sheet this breakdown I'm like whoever's responsible for making these decisions I think needs to tighten up mm-hmm. <laughs> like the time frame mm-hmm. right, right. because because things are changing so rapidly um, that you start to feel a little bit more disconnected even by decade. Um, and obviously these time frames span longer than a single decade. Right. So that's kind of interesting for me too um, because just things are happening so quickly, technologically speaking. And I'm not a technophobe. Like I don't want people to think that I'm anti-technology or, or, or otherwise. It's just I think anybody, you are certainly – Every single person has something that they have some kind of nostalgia for, um, especially when it comes from your childhood or your adolescence or your coming of age. You know, right, 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 right. Um, you know that's so important to to each one of us. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I think about like who do I know that was born in '97 that I've interacted with on like an inner <laughs> in, in, on an intimate level. Like who yeah. do I know who's who was born in 2000 that's like who who are the 21 year olds that I know right now and and like what influence do they have on on me like I'm it's it's wild that you say what you just said as far as like the way that you can choose to go because for me I feel like a lot of my revitalization as an individual came from engaging with people who were on the younger end of my spectrum of Mm. generation you know Mm. what i mean like Mm -hmm. i started hanging out with more kids that were born in the 90s um and the late 90s you know mid 90s i guess like 90 90 between 90 and 96 you know um and if we look at like a lot of the influence on the music that we talk about now um a lot of those folks were born in the 90s at this point yeah. you know like you you see people that are making a major shift in culture that were born in 1996 you know what i mean right um and they had or access later. to that that there's a certain level of freedom that came with generation what do you call it generation z you know because yes, if we're generation y yeah then there's a certain level of of freedom that comes with generation z like mm-hmm. the uh, you know, south american apartheid is over mm-hmm. right so you have the berlin wall is gone you mm-hmm. know um so you have these remnants of this this violent culture that you know they kind of can smell the smoke of but they don't really know um 
that so much you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like for us because i was thinking about this reality about our generation is like we're the generation where like no means no came out on television mm-hmm. before that everybody was getting their ass slapped and women were getting raped constantly mm-hmm. on tv mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like so that's like we grew up with this certain level of atrocity Mm-hmm. left over from the previous generation you know and we talk about heavy stuff like that from time yeah. to time as far as like the way that the world really was in the 60s and what people were fighting so hard for in the 60s into the 70s and you know what people were fighting what 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 fighting against progression looked like in the mm. 80s you know what i mean what 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 progression looks like in 2021 is a long hot long long hard fight you know a long fall mm-hmm. win like all these wins that we're having right now progressively are like mm-hmm. majorly hard long fought wins you know mm-hmm. and we are cusp generation you know like we were born in 83 aids was like new mm-hmm. like it was like a thing on tv that they were like aids and it's not that it was new but it was so big now it's in the mainstream yeah. You know, so like we grew up with that stuff on TV or this is your brain on drugs. I was going to say the the D.A.R.E. You know programs. I mean? Yeah, D.A.R.E. programs, exactly, things like yeah. that. Um, so you had like, you know, we grew up on after school specials mm-hmm. when you talk about that. You know, there wasn't like a lifetime channel. There were like right. six TV channels. Right. And one of them saw a point to put on at three o'clock in the afternoon when we got home from school. You can get too drunk or you can fuck your life up. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like... <laughs> Like our parents' generation were drinking fucking whiskey or beer or whatever they were doing. Like their their parents were drinking all the time, all day long. Like that was like the only thing you saw was like drink and smoke and smoking and and, like like we're gonna supply you with these different ways to like I don't know I don't I don't I don't want to get too hard into that because this generation is definitely heavy on drugs and drink and and everything like that is 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 even to the to the max more than Mm. it was then because Mm -hmm. you have everything that they had then plus. The, all right. the shit that young people younger generation after generation continue to come up with so you have like now this idea of being turned whereas then mm-hmm. the idea of being turned was just like i don't know a lot of cocaine or something i don't know mm-hmm. what, what people did to like really go super wild back then um, the uh four loco but, just came to mind but um oh i'm not talking about our generation i'm talking <laughs> about like the previous generation because i'm wondering like how did how as an adult like how what was the mentality of a 36-year-old mainstream person, the previous generation from me? You know what I mean? Not just like my sister, the previous generation, but mm, like mm. the beginning of my sister's generation. Like that that person who was 36 years old, like the parents that were giving birth to Generation X, you know? The what boomers, was influencing them? Right? Would those yeah, be the boomers? The boomers, exactly. And the boomers are also our parents, too. Yeah, my right? father's a baby boomer for yeah. sure. I don't think my mother is. She was born in 55. Well, let me see. I have a handy-dandy oh, worksheet awesome. here. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, technically, the baby boomer generation spans from 1946 to 1964. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. that Well, and that's what I mean. Like, these, yeah. they're, they're a couple of decades. And if we just think about, you know, that's a lot of time, right? You know Within- what it is? <laughs> time does this donut. Thing, where <laughs> yeah. instances happen and generations speed forward in the way that we interact with the world as individuals so yeah. like you mentioned 9-11 i think yeah. about 64 like 
you know, the fact that the baby boomers live long enough to start getting drafted, like that, that generation was long enough that like the ones who started that generation born as like the children of war heroes turned yeah. war heroes, wherever they were fighting from all over the world. Yeah. Um, but they lived long enough to start a whole nother war where people were just getting kill, 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 kill. And mm-hmm. then if that generation starts in the 60s, that's that's where generation x starts is like yeah 65, it's you know so generation yeah it's it's kind totally blowing my mind it's wild so technically generation x is between 65 and 80 right so generation x they're born in segregation yeah still u.s segregation that's still jim crow lynching remnants law that's black people trying to fight for like the right to have a house without getting firebombed absolutely in a, in a new territory just about you know what i mean like well and also and, and and to that point it really puts in perspective like how far we haven't come when we try to rem- like really remove ourselves like mm. oh things were so 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 long ago right, right. no they weren't <laughs> no no they weren't um and you know again we have brothers sisters aunts uncles mothers fathers grandparents that are still living right that have li- so i i just have to say too whatever this document that i was looking at it began with the what is called the silent generation and i and i have no idea where that name comes from so if people want to mm. if people want to send us fan mail and let us know but the silent generation 1928 to 1945 i just have to put out there that my grandmother is about to turn 104 she's still alive bless wow. her soul She's not even included. She's a decade older than the silent generation. So I don't even yeah. know what she's part so, of. Do they have a generational name for her? Huh? I don't. I, I got to look that up. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, again, that's we wild. have people walking this earth. I think the point is that I think to make ourselves feel better, um, or at least yeah, I'm only speaking from a, 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 a cis white female perspective right now. I think to make ourselves feel better, we try to push a lot of things off. Like it happened so long ago. We have moved Mm. so far. (laughs) We have made so much progress. Look at all of the things that we've done. I mean, it doesn't, look at your own family. You know, who's who's still alive? What were they, what was their childhood like? What was, you know, no, we haven't. Right, no, no, not <laughs> We at all. really, really haven't. And especially, you know, it just it's really interesting for, for me to just kind of see these groupings and these numbers kind of on paper and really, like, speaking loudly. And, you know, I have a brother in the Gen X category. He's a 1972 okay. baby, and he's got three kids of his own grown, or um, one is in his 20s, which I'm like, how did that happen? Right, right, right. Um, and so it's just, yeah, I don't know. My head just kind of pops off when you really start to kind of think about Right, you know, right now, if I, um, I, I, I don't have any children. Let's say if if I decide to have a child, these cousins are going to be twenty plus years apart in age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, a lot of shit went down. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it's just interesting how they're, you know, how how they're going to relate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, especially at the again, sort of at the speed of sort of these technological changes, you know, where I even find myself like TikTok, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) And again, I'm not, 
I'm not that old and I'm not that incompetent, but um, it is just, it's pretty incredible, you know? Well, that's what I mean too, is like being where we are on the cusp is the reality that you still have the generational experience to look it up. Mm. You know, like if you want to know what TikTok is, we could figure it out by the end of the the conversation and throw up our first TikTok, you know, and see Coming what we soon. do with it. Because it's like the everything is still at our fingertips if we engage again with the the younger end of our spectrum. Mm. Um, I was now this person must have been born in like ninety two and it was their little brother, so he must have probably been born in like ninety six, ninety seven, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in Cali in San Diego and we're sitting out back of this person's house and we're trying to figure out how to put the castanets on our fingers you know Mm -hmm. um and like like it's like an authentic pair of castanets you Mm -hmm. know and um so i'm like figuring out what finger what's the best finger to put it on so on and so forth and this younger brother comes around the corner and he's like what are y'all doing i was like you know what trying to figure out these castanets like exactly how to play them Mm -hmm. and he pulls out his phone and he's like scrolling and boom just Puts them on his fingers. Ta, 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 ta. Yeah. yeah. You got a phone, you know? It's like <laughs> just like that vibe to me. Yeah. And um I was living here in at the time, like East Callis. Um, and this was in two thousand sixteen, maybe. Um, so even that much farther back with like East Callis cell phone technology five years ago is probably not what it is now still. Yeah. Um and so, like, I wasn't used to using my phone for random shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I'm, I'm more of a computer generation, like a laptop, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if I was still, like, interacting with most of my media through my laptop, like, not yep. even really interacting with my media through my phone, because the majority of my phone time existence, I didn't have any type of media to interact with on it. My mm. phone screen was this big or whatever. And, <laughs> like, right. what video am I really going to watch on it? And how much am I going to YouTube? If I YouTube something, I'm going to open my laptop and YouTube it. But, right. like, this generation, uh, us now, is, like, why would I open my laptop to go onto YouTube? I could YouTube while we're having this conversation and then we can, I'm here and talking to you and not telling you how to do it now. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and so in that moment, that kid really made me realize that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, like, you're right. Like, your phone is, you have a cracked screen phone. I have a new phone in my pocket, like a new smartphone. I could have taken that out. How do I use the castanets? Like, I use a laptop. I know enough to know that I can do that. I have the app on my phone. But right. I, I'm, I don't have the, the length of interaction and time with it that I know that that's in my pocket to do that until that kid pulls it out. Now, later on that trip, we're riding our bike through some neighborhoods coming down. Um, and we kind of end up getting up in the hills. And we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, how do we get back down to the coast? And there were some workers working. And, um, you know we stop and ask like a worker like a contractor hey how do you get back down to the highway or whatever and he's like oh you got your phone and i was like yeah i got my phone i give him my phone and he's like oh it's here an address and i'm just like i have it in my pocket like i have the map in my pocket all i did was pull the map out of my pocket <laughs> and give it to you and you you have the map in your pocket but again dude. you know and, what again that that makes me think of um, you know, when I when I was in college, I was printing out MapQuest directions. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. my whole point. Is like I remember going to see like College Girlfriend 
mm-hmm. with like map quests written on the <laughs> Printed back out and, <laughs> it, and like my specific thought directions on the back of the picture of the map you know yes. what i mean yeah. um but this dude was in his 50s yeah the second guy was in yeah. his 50s now because he lives in a place where maybe he has some kids maybe he's interacting enough like his place is fast paced enough that hit the technology that he's interacting with entails the fact that he's got a smartphone in his pocket for a reason like they made mm. the smartphones for a reason and maybe his life just calls on existing with it whereas like even five years pre- previous to that as a contractor my phone was like a chirp phone you know mm. like one of the one of the next tells that you press the button on oh you yeah know? or like you remember when the like i watched the matrix at some point not too long ago and remember when that sliding phone was like a brand new technology those yep. flip phones were like small phones and blackberries and stuff were such brand new technology that oh my god um, i had a blackberry did you <laughs> You see that there again, my sister had a Blackberry, but I didn't. I was born too too late. I wasn't influenced enough. So Mm. for you, it's interesting to hear hear us talk about this conversation too, because for you, you lean a lot closer towards that, the older end of our spectrum. Yeah. Whereas like there was a point in time when I decided like the older end of our, our older end of our spectrum is not as turn as like the younger (laughs) end of our spectrum. And I started leaning that way and, you know, like not just turn in the sense of well uh, the reason why kids are so much more turned is because they have the freedom yeah you know like people aren't just smashed up for being fun you know what i mean whatever um and so many fun things were so damped and then the next generation kind of took them a while to realize it like i think about the things that my parents learned from me like my father was pretty hip dude but Mm. it's because he had interaction with his wife's grandchildren Mm -hmm. and they you know what i mean so like he had interaction with them from when they were born in the 80s to the 2000s and you know watch them with their technology watch them take what they could take and do what they did with it so Mm -hmm. again i think it's if we can look at where we interact then we can really kind of like weave these generations together and this is all coming from two people who also didn't grow up in a household with like great grandparent grandparent parent and child where people just have an unbroken understanding of what's going on place and time because they grew up with those stories of their folks telling them this is where you are in time like you're not trying to figure it out you said something really interesting uh, kind of during the the beginning of the conversation too in terms of siblings Mm -hmm. and who influences your your household in general and and um you know my my brother is 12 years my um older than i am and I was heavily influenced by him, especially musically. Mm. Um, I just, I idolized him, you know, as a, a 10-year-old. He was in college, and so he would come home from college, and, like, he he went to college in Boston, and he was just really into house music and, and techno, and um, and so he would bring that home. And it's just kind of funny when I think about what I, what I listen to and what I love to play in, in my spin classes and things like that. Mm. They are completely... That, that part of my music taste is so heavily influenced by my brother. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I just get so lit up. But it was because he would come home and I would I just thought, like, my brother is so cool. Like, he's going to clubs and this is what he's dancing to and this is the scene. And, um, you know, I just wanted to be like him. So mm. I was like, all right, I got to listen to, you know, CNC Music Factory and Black Box and, like, and Snap right. and, and all that stuff and, like, getting down to it. So it's really... Um, funny how our siblings can just kind of rub rub off on us for what you know all kinds of reasons and I think Mm -hmm. about so I think about that but um yeah it's interesting to hear you say 
you know, being influenced by those younger than us kind of in our generational category and in that spectrum. And I guess when I think about who relationally I have contact with that is younger, I would say a lot of my colleagues, people that worked with me at Rev, um, you know, we had a lot of college students working with us. And mm. um, so, I, you know, I'd like to think that we had a, we had a pretty healthy range. It, it aired right. on the young side, but, you know, folks that were working with us at the studio were age range 17 to 40. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and that was pretty cool. Like, I mean, the vibe was, it was a good vibe. You know, mm-hmm. what probably the median age was um, early 30s, I right. would think. Or maybe right. that's even, I'm on the older end of the spectrum, so maybe that's being too generous. Maybe it was more like late 20s, and I just don't want to <laughs> admit being mm-hmm. like one of the older <laughs> ones. But I also do think that, um, I don't know, the whole the whole you're only as old as you feel kind of a thing. I mean, I certainly don't feel like some kind of dinosaur I, at all. Right, um, right, you know, right. I like to think that, you know, we're setting trends <laughs> <laughs> at this age, even even so. But it is, um, yeah, it's interesting to think when you're, you know, influenced by other musicians that are younger than you or, or even just having, or athletes. I feel like as I got older, I remember, okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking of. Mm. I remember watching like March Madness as a college student and I'm watching my peers, right? When you're watching NCAA, Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. are collegiate age, like you're watching your peers play basketball. And then at some point it started to dawn on me like, oh, now these players are younger than me. Wow. It's like this, that moment when you start to realize culturally like, okay, I'm not the same age as those players now. Now they're younger than me. Now they're five years younger than me. Now they're 10 years younger than me. Wow. Now they're 15 years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's just this moment. And I'm, 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 I'm no fear of getting old. In fact, I fucking love it. Um, but it's just really interesting if you can take something like when you think, again, something for as easy for me to relate to as like NCAA basketball, like an institution like March Madness that's going to have like obviously COVID kind of screwed that. But um, something that's just so institutional and so cultural mm. and you start to kind of relate to it in a different way. Like yeah. at one point I was looking up to those people like oh man look at those like look at those big guys there in college to like oh, okay yeah they're still big guys but now I'm the same age as them to like oh man that kid's 19 <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, right, I don't know right. just something like I think I, it, do you think of anything like that where you're just it like suddenly dawns on you that you're like oh shit I'm 15 years older than that person and it might not have not and not necessarily in a bad way but uh-huh, uh-huh. it just kind of like hits you like oh shit well, I think about, I don't, I think that <laughs> I don't feel like somebody who's 20 years old or 21 years old. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting question because if I, I would, if you would have asked me that and I was just like, oh, this is my opinion about that without like having this whole dialogue previously. Yeah. Um, I would have said that somebody who's 21, 22, 20, right, they don't really feel that much younger than me when I think about myself comparatively. Yeah. But when I ask myself, like, who are those people in my life? Like, they're like, like, I think about like my brother's girlfriend's kids, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, that I'm not, that's not my peer. Like that kid's not necessarily my peer, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't. It's it's it. We live in such a peculiar time period where we have access to so much of the same stuff. Like everything is、mm. so level now. Yeah, you know. So as where before, like. Before there was a big difference between thirty-six-year-olds and twenty-year-olds. Like、mm-hmm. to have a twenty-year-old who was already really successful, or like Doogie Howser, right? To have、right. like a twenty-year-old who was like something that was that was more adult than they should have been.、Um, was That's a cultural reference too, by the way.、Place. Right, right. Doogie Howser, <laughs> right?、Exactly. Neil Patrick Harris for folks that aren't as old as we are. <laughs> right, right. But no. But here's a here's the interesting thing about it. Like, because <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris is still so famous. Correct. Yes, you know. So、yes. that's the cool. That's the weird, interesting thing about generations. And I was、yeah. thinking about it when you were talking about basketball and March Madness because it made me realize, like, oh yeah, that's right. I remember being in the sixth grade during March Madness and like being excited about what was going on. You know what I、yeah. mean? Like as a middle schooler, looking、yeah. up to these college、right. basketball players, and then you know, I wonder who those college basketball players were when I was. Thirteen years old, and I was watching, or when I was sixteen years old, or whatever, and I'm watching ESPN or something, and I'm seeing NBA stars talked about, like who was actually in college then when I was,、mm. because I wasn't engaged in it. I just, I, it's a vibe,、mm-hmm. um, and so then I asked myself, like now, well, those folks are like retired. Like I remember being a kid, and Charles Barkley looked young. Like I remember when Charles Barkley played for the Seventy Sixers. I guess,、mm-hmm. you know. But now、yeah. Charles Barkley's still uh, uh, like obviously relevant person. Oh yeah, you know what I mean.、Um, in the mainstream, and so you watch these like morphologies happen. Of,、mm. If you and、uh, this must be wild for like a person like your great grandma or your grandma or anybody else who's in older generations to watch this like watch these puffs like somebody、mm. watch like Jimi Hendrix become new, get huge, and then die.、Mm. You know, like they saw the whole thing happen, and then、right. they saw like. The world after and the world before,、um, whereas like our where we when we live within the generation within the now,、um, it's only conversations like this where we step back and we be like, oh yeah, like what does, like I think about, I think about being a teacher and teaching、mm-hmm. kids that were young,、um, and then I think about where they are now, like some、mm-hmm. of my some of the kids that I was like a camp counselor for or whatever,、yeah. who are like. Twenty-seven now, or about to be thirty, or like just had their thirtieth birthday, and、yeah. so that again, it it because I was nineteen and they were six, it was a whole different perspective. Or let's say that they weren't even six. Let's say I was nineteen and they were like fourteen.、Mm. You know what I mean? Because of the way that everything is in the structure of you know hierarchy or whatever, like they they were young, like they were my charges, like they、mm. were younger. They weren't. You weren't peers to me at all. You're 14 years old. I'm 20 years old, or whatever.、Um, but by the time I'm t- I'm 30 years old, you're 24.、Mm. You know. And by the time I'm 40 years old, you're 34. You're a complete professional. Right.、Know? So like, but is that kid still my generation? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Can you and we can both speak on this?、Um, some like a moment, couple of moments. What have been some pivotal things, markers for you,、hmm. of the last thirty-eight years that are、um, that are either generation-defining or,、mm-hmm. and obviously, speaking on behalf of yourself, right? Like right, what right, you know,、right. what do you connect with? Um, I'll just kind of go run down the line, starting back when I was a baby. Like, 
not smoking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like everything, they're not being smoking in mm-hmm. everywhere. Airports, restaurants, hospitals. You remember like really noticing that? Noticing that shit? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I remember when they when there were like no more cigarette machines anywhere. And yeah. Like the old pull cigarette yep, machines, yep, yep. those old ones. Like, yeah. I remember when there when they weren't weren't anywhere. I remember yeah. when cigarettes cost a dollar, and I remember yeah. when they changed into four dollars. And now who knows how much cigarettes cost? Um, and so, like for me, that that's a pretty. You know, we we were born at the end of the smoking generation for the mm-hmm. most part, um, mm-hmm. as far as like how cool Lucky Strikes were for people to smoke that it candy cigarettes and the ice cream men and stuff like that. Like, right. um, so. So that, like cigarettes, was a major one. Um, Then tapes, like Mm -hmm. tapes not being, not, tapes not being a thing anymore. Like Like VHS or or, uh, cassette? Cassettes. I was talking specifically about cassettes. Yeah. But when you think about VHS, like Blockbuster and Errol is like not (laughs) existing anymore. Like, um, like I was that vhs on a friday night oh yeah we're getting three movies you know yeah. i was that go to tower records and buy four tapes and yeah and a, a pack of maxwell 90 minutes and yep. go home and record you know yeah. what i mean but i remember recording over purple rain as an eight-year-old sticking mm. toilet paper in the little sockets so that the recorder would catch it and record over it with the radio or me and my brother like screaming into a microphone on a boot box like a boom box yep yep um i remember when they put cds on boom boxes yep you know and the like top. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it was like oh shit this is a cd player and a tape player like and so like those that, that was a major moment um the technology on buses like when mm. buses started talking yep you're at pine station Ding. <laughs> doors opening like, I remember that shit. That, like, that, I feel like that fun. speaks to your experience, probably DC, Maryland, because yeah, I'm yeah, like New talking buses. Too. This is Vermont girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Talking so that buses? Was they yeah. have talking buses. <laughs> um, Where? Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> All the buses talk everywhere now. <laughs> That's oh, like man. an old technology. That was. Oh my God, did I miss that? That was like 2000. <laughs> that was like 99, 98, 99 is the first shit. time I heard of. I was like a 16 year old, like stoned kid being <laughs> oh my station. God. i was like what the freaking f- out <laughs> we live in the future now you know like i was yeah. bugged out like that so yeah um i remember that that was major but then you know like 9 11 happening in 2001 yeah i remember what life was like before that like that was like the first time that i ever went out of the state and had a like a solo experience was going to like connecticut from dc in mm-hmm. the summer of 2001 and so like i remember what it was like going to port authority before mm. and i remember what it was like going to union station before and and the grand central station because it was so imprinted on me that like right this is my first time in grand central station wow and mm-hmm. so the next time that i went and it was totally subdued and like there was nothing going on i was like whoa this is completely different and had you that- flown had you flown before 2011 yeah, yeah. Do you remember the difference between air travel? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a big one. Like, yeah. Huge. Well, see, for me as well as a subway kid, like, and going through these cities that had subways, like, the military being in the subway, mm-hmm. heavy police force, like, mm-hmm. the security guards all of a sudden being Homeland yep. Security. Like, the Homeland Security wasn't a thing when I was right. 15. It was a major thing by the time I was 19. 
you know what I mean? Exactly. So, well, the, the department was created exactly. post 9-11. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And when I say, like, watching the security guards at the mall become Homeland Security officers, like, that's what we saw, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend who was just the mall security. You'd walk between the mall and the metro station, and when they invented the Department of Homeland Security, they opened up applications for everybody, and people that were, like, literally the mall guard all of a sudden had, to like, a role with the Department of Homeland Security. And so, you know, like, talk about a shift in time all of a sudden, like, talk about a morphology of the world all of a sudden, like, you watch some things explode. And then within a year's time period, everything looked different. Like there were soldiers all of a sudden where there weren't soldiers before. Exactly. TSA, yeah, it wasn't a thing. Wasn't a thing. TSA wasn't a thing. No. The fuck? That's crazy. I had only been on an airplane a handful of times before um 9-11 but i definitely remember like you know whether or not you had a ticket even in in our popular culture you need watch film movie like home alone mm-hmm, one of my mm-hmm. favorite christmas movies i watch it every year um but you think about like running to the gate you know think of how you know that was commonplace you know you could literally run to the gate like holding on to your ticket <laughs> You didn't fucking go through. You didn't have to go through eighty-five lines and pat downs and shit. You know, it's, so it's interesting oh to think God. like, yeah. how do you make Home Alone today? You know, <laughs> you're waiting in line for right. your body scan. You lose your kid, like it's got a phone on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so it's really interesting. Like that is such a such an important piece of culture i feel like yeah yeah um and that after that everything was different you know it it changed the way we did all the things that we did because uh, you know the the culture of the world was different every you have these subdued things truly like you have these moments where like the old party was over and here's the new world and then we're gonna figure out how to live in the new world and then we're gonna party in the new world and then the party's over now for a little while and then you gotta figure out how to party in the new world and then party's over so like you know a major thing of like living through covid that's the same just thinking the that. same reality just of, thinking like, that we're gonna be able to tell the kids will tell their 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 predecessors or their successors like yeah i remember when people didn't really use respirators or nobody was wearing masks all the time you know right and like right. now it's a common thing you probably always got a mask on you or some sort of like air purifying like right. you don't have a napkin in your pocket anymore people right. don't carry handkerchiefs anymore you know like stuff like that or yeah. remembering there wasn't hand sanitizer everywhere just at the hospital or something like that you know right and like it's what about you what are the i'm curious as to like what are some <laughs> of the more pivotal like life-shifting moments in technology and and mainstream culture yeah yeah i think about um you know definitely i, I have very clear memories of getting my first email address and that being like a thing Mm. um s diggity s underscore diggity at hotmail.com <laughs> email me y'all <laughs> it might still be active <laughs> that gives you any idea of how cool i thought i was um but uh i believe i was really into no diggity no doubt so <laughs> I, I can see. here's the worst part now is people can see your reactions <laughs> you're just listening I'm getting made fun of as for what's happening right now. Yes, all right? I this is a safe space, and I feel safe with all of you. It's totally safe. It's <laughs> it's shocking because for me, it's it's you represent a part of the same. You're my contemporary, uh-huh. but we had 
like I didn't have an email until I was already 19. You know mm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. didn't interact with with the technology in the way that that it was presented to us. Like I didn't have an AOL. I didn't have any of that stuff. Uh, so yeah. it's interesting. Like, so I think that was my AOL handle as well. <laughs> So I do, you know, I remember um, having that, you know, the dial-up sound um, to get online, feeling like, um, you know, we talk about this sort of freedom of interaction and things like that, like feeling this sort of freedom, like stepping into adulthood, like, whoa, I can talk to this person. And, um, And I remember like PSAs on chat room danger, like watch out because there's pedophiles everywhere and they're in chat rooms. <laughs> like, um, like I just kind of remember that being part of my coming of age because I was an adolescent. I was like, oh my God, there could be like scary people in chat rooms and asking creepy questions, you know, and I, I didn't have any adverse experiences. But um, I remember um, I was somebody, you know, I didn't, I got my license when I was 17 and my folks didn't have money. I wasn't, I didn't get a car or anything. I, I, I got my first car when I was a sophomore in college. Um, so it was kind of like a little bit late bloomerish for a rural kid, um, who didn't really have access to buses. So, you know, I was asked, I was like hitting up friends for rides and just super codependent on parents or friends for, to get around anywhere. Um, and likewise didn't, didn't get my first cell phone until I was a freshman in college. Um, definitely people had cell phones before that, but that was just kind of the way my family did things and the way that the way that we did it. But just kind of remembering that Facebook um, for me is really salient because Facebook dropped when we were in college or when I was in college. So I think Facebook dropped in 2000 and f- I'm not going to, I'm going to get this right. 2005, I think. Um, and I remember that it was first a network for colleges and universities, which right, made, it, made it really like a, exclusive, left a lot of people out of that, um, of access. But I remember as um, a college student, like waiting, it's like word got around, like, is your college like next on the list? It's kind of like for anybody that's waiting to get an invite to Clubhouse right now. <laughs> If you've heard of like Clubhouse, um, it was kind of like that. Like, oh, are we going to get invited to this social network? Mm -hmm. Literally, like, what is this thing? And I remember just back in college, it literally just being like, I'm going to the dining hall. (laughs) Like, you know, just kind of stuff like that. Um, And then thinking of just the juggernaut that it is today um, and how things have changed there. So that was big. Yeah, like same 9-11. I remember... I distinctly remember, and I don't know if anyone else has a memory like this, I, re- I distinctly remember how news coverage and news media changed. Mm-hmm. Um, because I remember suddenly being very glued to my television set, being very glued to cable news coverage. And this whole like, yes, the, the cable news has always been like fear, 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 like, you know, um, everybody's got to be afraid of everything and here's all the scary things you need to watch out for like that's what sells and that's how we keep people down um but I remember distinctly like that going into that 24-hour news cycle and I remember like those tickers Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the screen just constantly so it it was like sensory overload like I'm being shown an image I've got the commentator talking about it and then I've got like 
breaking news briefs hmm. 24-7, like tickering across this, I was going to say across the stage, essentially across the stage. Um, and that wasn't how, that visually wasn't how news was before. And now, like, I mean, I can't even watch cable news now, thank God. Um, but, like, the, if I give in and I do tune on to something or I put, on, put something on YouTube or watch a clip, it's like everything is breaking news. Right. Okay. <laughs> I don't, it's just this, like, again, just this heightened sensationalistic thing. And I really, really, really remember, like, getting this feeling, like an ominous feeling, like, shit, like, mm. that, I don't think this is good. Like, mm. I don't think this is good for anybody. Um, and that just felt different. And I was 17 or 18 feeling that way. Like, right, right. Ugh, I don't like this feeling. I don't like what's being thrown at me or like how it's being packaged. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, definitely. I, one, one thing that comes up in some of the literature for what we're supposed to consider as, as big in our generation is the, the Great Recession of 08. Um, you know, I don't know, I was in grad school at the time, but I was living, what, what defines things more for me is the, probably the election of Barack Obama mm -hmm. happening in 2008. Um, but also, coincidentally, like that economic crash well, well, also yeah. happening. Um, and I was living in New York City at the time. So like every third person that I was meeting, I'm like, I'm in a new city. This is really exciting. We just elected Obama. And every third person I was meeting was like out of a job. Wow. Well, yeah. Like it was pretty impactful. So I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm lucky to be in graduate school. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a really... There was, a, there was an interesting energy about that city then yeah. in particular, especially because, you know, Wall Street and, and real estate was just, like, on fire. Mm -hmm. um, and that is so much of, of, like, that New York scene. So, um, yeah, it was just, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot to chew on. <laughs> no, I think about the, the, I think about how the lifestyles that we lead dictate what impacts us in our generations you know mm -hmm. what i mean like even what you just said about facebook coming out in 2005 like i i wasn't engaged with it personally mm. until you know probably 2010 like 2010 2012 you know what yeah. i mean um but when i think about like where was i in 2005 like i was just off in the hill somewhere you yeah. Know, by then, like, like wandering in Hawaii or in Costa Rica or living up in Worcester or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I specifically unplugged for a certain amount of time after twenty oh one, just because there was a certain amount of stuff that happened when nine eleven hit. That was kind of like crux moment for anybody who had already been kind of watching the way that government policy was starting to turn mm -hmm. um and, mm -hmm. and and had already kind of had their mind turned towards like the big brother concepts and things like that and mm -hmm. so um when that happened for me as a young adolescent 19 18 19 um it was a perfect opportunity to just be like oh let's just live simply somewhere where mm. if they start a draft and I don't want to get drafted I don't have to get drafted like ah that's right know, I'm gonna fly to Hawaii and stay there for two months I'm gonna go 
try to get to Costa Rica for a few months. I'm going to get up to Vermont where it's close to the border just in case, you know, because if I'm like an A1, I'm going to try to get to Montreal, you know, stuff like that. I almost forgot about that. Because I didn't go to college. So for me, um, I was in a very different place coming out of high school Mm -hmm. in like I graduated in 2002. Did you graduate in 2001? No, I'm 2002. Well, yeah. Grad. See, I was held back. I, my birthday's in January. I should have graduated in 2001. Okay, right, um, right, right. But so by the time I graduated in 2002, I was already, my mentality was out of high school. Like I was already, I, the day after I graduated, I got on a bus to New York City and ended up, I slept in Connecticut that night. You know, like I was mm. already, my mind was already where I was going to be four months from now in Washington State. Like, mm. um, and so when 20 when 9-11 happened and the world started changing all the security culture mm. around like is it shit gonna get locked down all of a sudden like you know when 9-11 happened i'm like a muslim in dc like i'm i don't know if it's gonna look like that movie the siege with bruce willis and denzel mm-hmm. washington like if i don't know about it you should check it out like because mm-hmm. it was a movie that was made pre-9-11 that had a, a lot of foreshadowing of mm-hmm. what happened after you know mm-hmm. um and you know if you if you had old enough people or you were reading certain newspapers or i was again i was in dc so have access to everything mm-hmm. um and so the newspapers that you're reading are alternative newspapers if the bookstores are going to are alternative bookstores then you know you're you're reading about all sorts of different things that define the time that you're in so when two buildings blow up and they're like now everybody's got to register and such and this and that blah 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 and I was like, man, fuck that. Like, let's just, I'm going to move to Vermont where it's kind of quiet and <laughs> I can just go up there and, and just float around a little bit. I know that, you know, the, it's not a major hub. Like, that's how I started thinking was like, it's not a major hub where things are going to turn sour if they do turn sour. And so much of that defined where I was by 2005, 2008. Mm. I started North Country Kettlebells in 07. So like, right. you talk about the recession and people talk about it. But for me, like... I was already at such a starting point of my of, of me like everything was a climb up at that point so by 2012 right. you know people were like like I had a business like a, a, a sustainable it was sustaining me yeah um, and so it almost didn't notice that it even happened and I remember telling friends of mine because we were aware that it was going on I was mm-hmm. telling friends you know like we just have to keep building what we're trying to build so that by the time it's over we can have something that's sustainable for us um mm. But it made a lot of my friends make sense out of not going to school and things like that or whatever. So, yeah, it's just interesting. That's a, that's a long-winded way of saying it's very interesting to see how your experience is different, differs from mine based on not just where we came from, but what we did at the same time. Like, both having graduated in May or June of 2002, um, then we, where were we by June of 2003 was very different. And yeah. that, that was a time period where everything was dictated kind of by where you were. Well, and that's and that's really interesting. Again, yeah, like the, with these events happening, and where you are, and how how that placement of where you are, like literally physically, you know, ha- has those effects. So, for example, like I was a first year on a college campus when President George W. Bush said we're going to go and and attack Iraq, and I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> um, and being kind of like ripe that young age and being in a politically charged environment like I'm like all right I guess this is where I start protesting like that was that was sort of the beginning of my personal activism um, in politics domestic and internationally and that then 
you know, continued on for, for a solid decade and, mm-hmm. and I continued to do work. Um, I think I told you this separately, Mujib, I, I used to intern at the, um, the Council for American Islamic Relations. Like I mm-hmm. went to New York City and I interned like a, a big, it really like informed a lot of my own politics and feelings about Islamophobia in this country. And um, certainly, you know, us being in countries that we have no business being in and all kinds of things. So it is really interesting at like what the age that we are when some of these things occur and where we are spatially, mentally, you know, what we have access to or don't like, and even from a gendered perspective, not that a woman couldn't get drafted, but certainly, you know, getting, it's interesting for me to hear you talk about, you know, that possibility for the draft, because now I'm remembering like there was a lot of talk Mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. potential impossibility and and I and I'm now remembering actually it's like I'd stuffed it somewhere um graduating in 02 and then having um people that I graduated with voluntarily signed up for the military because they right. wanted to go right. kick some ass and I'm like what the fuck you know to right. me that was like are you crazy I'm um, no disrespect for folks that served just to, my perspective was like oh wow but it, it motivated a lot of people a mm-hmm. lot of people went into voluntary service mm-hmm. during totally. that period of time totally. that are our, our age. I know plenty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just very interesting again. And I had, and I, um, that's something that I think I like buried a little bit. Mm. <laughs> I hadn't, yeah, hadn't yeah, thought yeah, about yeah. that, you know? I mean, there's a lot of that. We, we, again, we came out of a specific time. Like the, it's, it's the world shifted so hard and has been constantly shifting so hard mm. that it, it's it's almost tough to remember what it would have felt like you know before that yeah. you know because not just did times change policy change international relations change but at the same time technology was changing mm-hmm. and since 2000 technology has flip-flopped six times forward you know what i mean right to the point where now like our technology is so tiny and and so small and so powerful um between now and and 21 years ago 20 years ago at this point with what we're talking about i'm 19 but um right but yeah i mean and so it's the world and the world's just going that much faster and the the causes are so much more to think about and we're we we get to see so much more of what's going on in the world too so now we're Mm -hmm. like comparing ourselves even more towards what we're doing going forward there's not as at least again it goes back to where are you and what are you doing and who are you and where's your mentality right now because my truth isn't the same truth for somebody else who's living somewhere that's much slower and they're still like nah dude we're still hanging out with our grandmothers like not trying to just get to the next moment you know (laughs) what i mean where it's like somewhere else somebody's like really just when's the next thing coming out you know how am i going to get to this next stage in my life or whatever Mm. um generations isn't that something to think about mm-hmm. goodness because it's it could the conversation could go so many different ways we could have just talked about say it by the bell or like <laughs> yeah. martin you know or bad boys the movie or like watching the fresh prince turn into the fresh prince of bel-air turn into will smith like right you know like talk about evolution that is a whole people. podcast you can That's discover a- will smith <laughs> right 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 <laughs> We're there in the Jesse Jeff. People, he's still right there, you know? Like, people just don't <laughs> yeah. see him as much. I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. So much to talk about when it comes to that. Because you think is. about, like, who are some of the people that are famous now that were little kids then? <laughs> that, were, that were little kids when... 
Like you talk about Miley Cyrus sometimes. You never watched Hannah Montana, oh, probably, right? I didn't probably watch Hannah Montana, that, right? Yeah, but she was like a but child I love her star now. for the kids. Yeah, yeah. So like Isn't for for that generation, like it's yeah, it's like people that were fans of Little Wayne when they were twelve. By the right. time like by the time two thousand ten hit, they were the hypest people in the world because the fucking person that they were a fan of became super famous. So like people, the kids grew up on Hannah Montana when Miley Cyrus made Wrecking Ball. They were like. We're lit in the club, you know, chewing their right. faces off. Like, right. it's shit in this world is wild. And it's it's so much less censored now. So you mm-hmm. see how much more wild it is. Like, I think if more people knew about what was going on in the 60s and the 40s and the 30s, then 12-year-olds would be trying to mix it up a little bit more. But, like, now that you know exactly what's going on at all times, you can jump online and find some computer to figure out whatever else, whatever else is going on. Mm-hmm. Um you can just be in the mix like i can i and that's a whole nother podcast to talk about too like what do you think that you would be doing if you were 13 now oh my gosh (laughs) i don't know that is a oh man yeah based on s underscore no diggity like you know like (laughs) like who would you be now like what would you what would your viral TikTok be? I'd you know be so what I mean? cool. Stuff like that. Yeah. I'd be so cool. Uh, um. <laughs> you would be. It's your time. You know, like <laughs> this is the age of the Aquarius. Like it's our, this yeah. is the reason why the world is the way that it is, is because the winds that were won. Yeah. When yeah. they were won. Like in this country, at least, like the world yeah. is all sorts of wild everywhere, you know, not yeah. just in this country and abroad where bombs are blowing up constantly. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, it's, this is a different, it's, it's different 2021 Um, it is and it'll be interesting you know obviously covid being mm -hmm. immensely impactful on a global scale how this event continues to shape everybody's generation like everybody and and you know like you said you know always having you know a mask in in your vehicle or in your purse or in your pants pocket like you know mm-hmm. is, is, is that something that stays with us and mm-hmm. um you know likely you know how are we you know what are we what are we going to be saying 10 years from now about mm-hmm. how you know this event shaped us and where were we and you know what do we tap into and um you know I, I think if if anything technology is allowing us to connect and to be in the same space and place even while, when we're not mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so um you know it's 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 really going to be interesting to see how this continues to unfold and impact uh, impact us no matter if you're you know 80 60 40 or or, or 15 right you totally. know so i hope i'm hope i'm all around to see it right right <laughs> maybe be centurions ourselves to see exactly what it looks like in 2083 you know that's the plan. Oh, wow. That's kind of. Yeah. That's I mean, a little think brain about freeze. Another 50 years. Think about just another 50 years from now, like with what with 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 innovations, with solutions that are being thought up now with, you know, the the 50 years from now. Right. Like yeah. The, the next like. I don't know. You think about who the innovators are and how young they are, like those yeah. innovators still have another 25 years of innovation to happen before they even born. Right. So like, you know, we think about and 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 you know, Prometheus with the fire, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that whole idea. Yeah. Like we live in a generation now where like so many people just have the fire now. Like Yeah. People rushed Olympus and got it and started throwing it on the internet. 
here's this is the fire man like you jump on instagram people are just like this is how you can make money this way this is how you can make money this way people are telling teenagers like go and figure stuff out now don't wait do it now you have access you have more access than than some completely grown adults in the world Mm -hmm. you can be their boss like that you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and so like the way that people's the way that people have now the fire the way that Mm -hmm. we all have the access to it to whatever more much more we have access to now you know um it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens you know like the whole lies my teacher told me and the mm-hmm. people's history of america and you know, the people's history of the united states of america like that's curriculum for kids now yeah. yep like that wasn't curriculum for us we had you know right we, ta- we talked about i remember us talking about like i had a teacher luckily in high school that gave me a copy of howard zinn's book right, right. you know but that wasn't the norm Right. That was kind of like meet me in the hallway after school. Let me right. I let could me get fired for giving this you book. this book. You yeah, know what I mean, I could get fired. That guy could get fired for that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yep. real. Yeah, that's real. Whereas okay. now, that's the way of the world. You know, yeah. you better yeah. go learn the truth somewhere. Know thyself. <laughs> the truth is out there. We I could spend an hour talking about the X Files because the X Files was my favorite show. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I remember I going from being terrified of the X Files as a little kid to being like going to see the x-files movie with my girlfriend in high school dude know. that was my show i actually okay i already told you all what my first email address was i also had like fox molder like pictures on my bedroom yes. <laughs> walls yes. i just like a weird <laughs> i i like all kinds of different you things. were ahead of your time david duchovny <laughs> is a total sex symbol now like yeah, I was so into him when I was 12. Right. <laughs> you just, you're you're an innovator. You saw it coming. You saw the wave coming. Years before Californication came out, I was like, right. Fox Mulder is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, God. I, think, I think we need to end on that note because <laughs> either I mean someone puke in their mouth or no. they're nodding their head. I don't know. We're going to get all ends of the spectrum on that one. <laughs> And the best part uh, is I can see Mujib's reaction. So that's really priceless for those of you that are watching. Right. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Whew. Uh, Talking authentic. about my generation. Um, big up to the who. Oh, that's right. This was fun. Yeah, it was. And it It's easy. We could keep going and going and going. Oh, I, I know. this is the longest episode. This so is the longest. We kept had. people a little over time. So hopefully you stuck with it. Um, I, I feel like I need to go write in my journal now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot come up right. for me <laughs> well see i have journals from that time period too oh. like i have journals from 2002 like driving my my travels around the country you know like what i was writing in back seats of cars and on buses and stuff like that so mm. it's 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 cool to go back and like you know if you ever wrote notes in in notebooks or put little mm-hmm. things that you wrote in journals or books that you were reading the back then like yeah. run through those things i have a letter from my sister that she wrote me my first year in like a boarding school i was 16 mm. and she wrote me this letter and she was 22 you mm. know and i read it to her the other day and it's just interesting to see like as a 30 38 year old now to mm. read a letter from my sister when she was 22 mm. when i thought she was like the smartest person in the world at that yeah. point in time you know she yeah. was the coolest she'd been everywhere um mm-hmm. and to hear like the and to hear the 22 year old in her voice like in her writing and to be like oh, you're mm. 22 years old you don't fucking know anything like you just <laughs> you just developed you know yeah. what i mean like you're just getting into like 
the floor hasn't even really fallen out from you again yet you know right. and it's gonna it's and gonna. you haven't had your 28 year old crisis <laughs> you right? know like all the different like so many crazy seas to us. oh my god from 22 <laughs> so to many. now oh my. yeah yeah <laughs> well this has been fun yeah as I always it. i love it this yeah. is a great one and that's Same. why this conversation is an easy one to have and i think that's why we get along so well because we can just jump down this rabbit hole of like all the the spectrum of which something as simple as like talk about your generation can encompass you know yeah and also and also too how um i love the idea of just getting those different lenses from which you know we we both lived through 9 11 mm-hmm. but you know what are you know your takeaway is different from my takeaway or what was the most salient thing out of that and again that's what's so that's why y'all do we just need to talk to each other and you know it's just there's nothing greater than conversation and listening mm. to the experience of others because you just you've got to realize that yes we are living through the same events but we are not experiencing those events in the same way or context Right. And to literally be able to listen to others and like, oh, man, well, how, how was that for you? You know, and to really like listen and hear, you know, what that person says back to you. Oh, man, like, you know, right. so, you know, I guess if, if, if anything, if this podcast has any greater purpose than just to amuse the two of us, <laughs> um, it's that folks that it, it, you know, people start opening up those dialogues. Mm cool (laughs) all right everybody well this has been a fantabulous hour plus with y'all and uh, once again my name is sarah my name is mujib and i hope you all take care